Welcome to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I'm Boomer X. And I'm Millennial Z. Today we are talking about differences in military training between the generations. Yeah. I was in active duty 91, 92, 93, and you were active duty when? 2013, 2014, around there. Right, right. Um, I was in the U.S. Army as a military police recruit and then later mm -hmm. soldier. And you were in the Air Force. I was only till uh, tech school, though. And then, yeah, you decided it wasn't for you. Yeah, you know, pretty much. You were pretty much almost graduated then and just didn't want to do it. Like well, they day. stationed me in freaking Oklahoma and I was like, nah. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. yeah. See, that wouldn't have been an option when I was in. There was no, once you signed it, like, I don't want to be here. Too bad. Yeah. That, that's one of the things you said and like, right nobody yeah. who signed up wants to be here we know this you, you can't just walk away mm. so, so it was that's one of the one of the big things right there and, and also i was in when it was a completely different military from what you told me i was gobsmacked and not just the difference between air force and army although i'm sure yeah, there's a huge difference. difference i think that's probably already a difference as well why they were so willing to let me go is because it's air force they can get plenty of people and they don't need people you know right so right. they're just like whatever if you want to leave go ahead yeah i was like thank god yeah because you were done you had higher marks you were good you just didn't want to do it well you yeah well, what it was about didn't that's a whole nother context but we can get on that later <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that stuns me like you mm -hmm. said it could have just been time place and they knew that you they could but they put a lot of training in you i mean you were ready to go and you did yeah. the worst part your job would have been easy it's true kind of, yeah well definitely in oklahoma it'd have been super yeah. easy there's right. nothing to do there. It was ATC for anybody wondering what that is, since I didn't mention it, which is air traffic controlling, mm -hmm. which is extremely boring if there's no planes to control. <laughs> and uh, there's not much air traffic in Oklahoma, if you haven't figured that out. Oh, I, I think there's some, especially with the Air Force, empty. That's, That's what made me want to leave. But the guy like who said, he said, I was stationed in Oklahoma for a year, and he was able to maybe do 30 planes in a year. Wow. So yeah. You knew wow yeah, yeah. Like, nothing like, goes over like there two planes a month well not even that it's just like you hardly get any training time and also you know you're not going to just be the only one they're going to train they're going to be trying to train other people sure. and you know a lot of the times you may not be there when there's planes coming in sometimes they're coming in at three in the morning and you just happen to not be there you know it is what it is so anyway interesting interesting yeah. yes uh well I had what people call the classic military army experience. Uh, you know, mm. what, what people show in movies and stuff was essentially my experience. It, I didn't like, yeah, yeah, I look at it and laugh now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was a lot of things they did that they're not going to show in the movies. Mm -hmm. You know, that well, they sensationalize it for effect. Like, no, that's how they treated us. <laughs> <laughs> That was, in fact, it might have been a little worse in some instances. Yeah. Yeah. The that's little, the day to day way little different. thing grind. Yes. It was. So they were able to physically abuse y'all. Was that just part of it? Technically, no. They were attempting but to. But they got away with it. Cut back. Yes. If you were bad, I'll tell you, uh, one of the times we did have somebody who was a perennial screw up. Yeah. At, at least once a day, he was the reason for the entire company we always smoked. have there's always one of those there's always one well this yeah. was we had several and they dropped out pretty quick that was one mm -hmm. thing you 
in basic training, it was OSA, one-site training for basic and AIT for military police at that time. And for me, it was in Fort McClellan, Alabama mm-hmm. for the training. And I was later stationed back there in headquarters. But at that time, I was a recruit, basic trainee. Mm-hmm. And you always have a handful of idiots that are idiots beyond the pale, beyond your average idiot yeah. that join up. Now you're Just barely scores, able to function. Right. Now, I don't know how they pass the ASVAB scores. You know, recruiters will cheat and just to get their numbers in. Oh, I yeah. suspect these were them mm-hmm. because you had to have a little bit more as in you had to have a minimum score, of, but it wasn't much. It was still more than what the Army, regular Army required. I think regular Army you had to score at that time a 60, better than a 67. If it was lower than a 67, you could not be in the Army, which yeah. basically means you are retarded. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're that IQ, is their IQ version is not learnable. You're, you're of not an trainable. IQ test. Yes, you're not trainable. Mm-hmm. And you would not be able to be in mainstream school. Now, now they're mainstream in everything, but back right. then you would not be normal school. You you couldn't you couldn't be in the army. The right term now is mentally challenged, or maybe that's not the right term anymore. I don't. Regardless, know. Regardless, I'm going to use the actual medical term, and right. it's retarded. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to help people's feelings. I'm. This is what it was. Right. And. I think you had to have an 85 to be an MP if I remember correctly. And I scored a 98, so I didn't have any issues. In fact, I was approached by a number of people after that recruit saying, you know, we're having a hard time filling these spots because nobody can score high enough in ASBAB, man. You knocked it out of the park. You need to be this. You need to be. No, no, no. I was looking for training in areas where I could use it to civilian purposes. Mm-hmm. And I had already been a private investigator for a while and had done some law enforcement work with some agencies prior to. So I knew what it was about and I just wanted it to increase my resume, get me more experience, more training and yeah, and look better. So that, that's the route I took. And it worked out, did exactly what it was supposed to do. And the interesting part was it was like I said, th- those people in that area, it was the typical thing. They did the shark attack, getting off the bus, which I've heard mm-hmm. they stopped that years ago. There is no shark attack. They don't do. But, they didn't do that with us. Not which really. Blows my mind. They kind of tried it. Like they lined us up and they put us in, you know, tallest to shortest, and they yelled well, at us a just, bit. That's just normal. Yeah, they didn't like. Welcome to the crazy. military. This is us. Mm-hmm. This is you. This is what you have. We want to make sure you're who you're supposed to be, that nobody infiltrated. Usual right. security stuff, but they do it under the guise of trying to scare the poop out of you. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, anyway. So they had us holding up our IDs next to our faces and saying <laughs> stupid things and holding our gear up out in front of us while they swarmed and screamed at us to get off the bus. We were too slow. We must be retarded. I don't know how you got yeah. in here. You're not supposed to be here. Let me see your ID. And then why are you stopping? I didn't tell you to stop. You're supposed to go here. You know, why you're trying to show them. And, and they do that on purpose. And you know, you'd see them almost trying not to laugh while they're screaming at you. Yeah. But they did. They swarmed. And one guy, poor guy, he got his duffel bag strap caught on the corner of one of the seats. And he was in such a panic. So he couldn't panic. get it out. Of, yeah, he so couldn't he get it was, out. He was stuck, and they had two dudes screaming at him, <laughs> bumping him with their chest as he's and he was trying to get because they could see he was trying he was not trying to yeah. ignore them or not do what they said. 
and I knew when they left, that guy got off the bus. They just died laughing. Of course. <laughs> but at the time, his the fear level and his eyes are as big as tea saucers. Yeah. And he was straight. He almost ripped his duffel bag, and it's made out of like seatbelt material. You no, know, the straps. Yeah. You're not a human being's not going to rip that strap unless mm-hmm. it's already cut. And it, and this was a strong guy too. He was a muscular guy, young, mm-hmm. strong, and he could. He was oh, and he was there fumbling and they. So that was interesting. And it was the one guy you wouldn't think would, but it's always something, but he yeah. wasn't one. He's a, he was actually a good guy, mm-hmm. but the ones, they always had a few, a handful that were idiots and they dropped out. Many of them voluntarily just said, I'm out. They would approach the drill sergeant after in the wee hours and yeah. they would go. And I lost about 20 to 25% of my class at that time. Really? Because they said, yeah because they said it was just too strict. And that's the other thing. MP is not physically demanded. It was normal army training. Mm-hmm. However, mentally, they wanted you to be aware of everything. You had a lot of, you, they wanted you to memorize as much as a UCMJ so you could enforce the laws and understand procedure, pay attention to detail. We had to have all our stuff shiny all the time. Well, that's not a deal anymore. Mm-hmm. Our boots were shiny. All our stuff was pressed. They wouldn't allow it because we were going to be in garrison as police officers for the right. military post, and they wanted us to look presentable. So they already knew what your they already knew what your job was going to be. Yes, all of us, all of us so were there tra- for okay. that training. We were stayed you. together through that entire. So basic they didn't even cycle. do that with us. Yeah. We had ATC linguistics. We had you know, M and P we had all types of different people in our wing. No, all of us were MPs. All of us were military police in that bay. All of us. And that's what we were there for. And we all knew it. So, so you'd think with that, with us being air force and pretty much your ASPAP port has to be higher to get into the air force. That's just part of it. And then the army, that's what they say. Yeah. Everybody has to be higher. Even the Marine Corps has to be higher in the army. True. (laughs) Air force is the top one, right? Like you, besides maybe the space. Allegedly, but there's a job, there's jobs in all armed forces that require a minimum ASVAB score that are commensurate. So it really doesn't matter, but the the air force generally doesn't want to have to battle you to understand what this means. Right. And they can they, pick and choose a little They bit. generally had, I mean, we had linguistics people, ATC people. We had people that were scoring, you know, perfects on the ASVAB score. That was the majority of the people in our wing, right? Right. Didn't matter. The intelligence just level doesn't matter. They still are screw-ups. It's impressive, really. Right. Well, if they're if they're simply not used to that type of environment or not, or not prepared That's to part deal of it. with that type of They don't of know how to deal with stress. Yeah, if they were sheltered or anything. For me, I grew up my father to me it was like being a little kid with my father oh, trust me it was like that for me too from you i was like this <laughs> you yelling at me is not doing anything sir so you can continue if right you want to, it was you're gonna wear your voice out because i don't that's yeah. they had it in for me because of that they saw it didn't affect yeah. me yeah and i would i had a problem with laughing i'd break bearing a lot because the just right the well i didn't have an issue say. with that to me it just didn't mean anything to me oh yeah it was just so funny this stuff because i knew they were bullshitting you know i, I knew they right. were just not well, I'll that. say this. I don't know. I wasn't there and I'm not you, but you're, you just got to, you are not scary. I know you're, yeah. <laughs> you're not bothering me. I don't know yeah. what your deal is. And this is quite funny. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't think that like they would buy, yeah, I'll tell you what would bother me for them screaming at me. And I, yeah. and I knew, and I, I expected it. I got tired of it after a while and I wanted to tell them to shut up. 
Yeah. Like you just tell me, you don't need to scream at me. What's wrong with you? Something wrong with you? <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. But I knew what it was about it was a game. They want to stress you out and it'd be stress. Right. And I didn't care about that. Uh, it was just, you know, you just get through it and do what you need to do. Ours is with attention to detail is every military thing. Cause you're learning a whole new way of life and you don't know anything. And they're trying to get you oriented. That's an, the entire point of basic and get you in some reasonable shape. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a minimum level, that's all it's about. Used to handling fire, all that stuff they did. I did anyway. It was, it didn't mean anything to me. It was, I'm like, I'm just doing it your way. I'm doing it the right. way you want me to. That's all it is. As far as memorizing this stuff, it's nothing to memorize yeah. this stuff. It's, it was just simply doing it, but the constant screaming that, the funny thing was is the things they they say to you just to get to you like you said to make you break bearing mm-hmm. other people laugh and they don't want you to to break out laughing because they say the dumbest yeah that was thing that was the only thing if they said something funny i was laughing and that's is simply and they do that is. quite a bit if you're yeah. not used to that environment and they would re- they would try to read me all the time and they had some funny jokes and i had to laugh at it it doesn't matter if it's that's if funny it's targeted yeah it's me. funny what do you want I'm me to do it. stop yeah. saying funny stuff you don't want me to laugh Real <laughs> that's simple. yeah yeah, yeah, I got you screaming at me is breaking bearing, but mm-hmm. me laughing's not breaking. Yeah, it's funny how they have double. That was another thing, the double standards they were doing it. And I, another time I was had some idiot and I turned at him and yelled at him to say, Hey, what's wrong with you? And then I had him, drill sergeant swore me, Don't break bearing. I was like, I'm not, I'm not yelling as much as you are, drill sergeant. Well, he lost his freaking mind. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah, I can assume how that went down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would, I, the thing is, they, we heard stories and I don't know how true they are or not, but they couldn't even curse at us anymore. Like, Oh no, they definitely cursed. Yeah. They couldn't, they could hardly curse at us. They could curse at us if they knew we were cool with it. That's how that went. It's like they would test the waters first with us. And you could tell they were testing the waters to see if they could get away with it. Yeah. If they thought you would give them trouble, they would probably back off. There was no backing off with me. They'd call you names. They would say horrible things about your parents and Mm -hmm. siblings and, and, make threats at you and just everything you like i said everything you've seen in the movies that's what they did they would grab you and pull you to get you in position or do something as corrective type of stuff they did not but no it was it was always abusive it was always with a slap when they would put their hands on you or a punch and then they'd grab you or (laughs) something like to me oh no i was just correcting it was always that kind of way that way it couldn't be seen as strictly punitive but yeah. it was it, mm-hmm. that is exactly what it was they'd grab you know they would grab you by the by the shirt collar or haul you somewhere they're not supposed to do that and that's what i was saying many of the idiots would just simply leave they would just go away mm-hmm. but we had one guy he just wanted to be an mp that was his thing i'm going to be that but he was a problem I, like I said i don't know how he passed the asvab i think his recruiter cheated for him it could be <laughs> that he had a personality disorder and he was intelligent yeah. enough and educated enough but he simply just was didn't know what to do with himself right and constantly problems constantly problems well they had us just do an about face except for this guy and told us not to turn around not to look not to move that's a direct order if you do that you're in violation all that stuff and we could hear two of the drill sergeants beat the hell out of him oh wow right behind us and our eyes had to be forward the whole time and we um, saw nothing <laughs> and that's to say what did you see privates nothing drill sergeant exactly you are not lying <laughs> and he wow. was hauled off to the infirmary they just wanted to get rid of him huh? yeah 
They were tired of him. Well, I guess that is. I had, and I hear people on there say, "Oh, they'll deny it. That didn't happen. It absolutely happened." So think about it how you will. They didn't even try that anymore. I I did hear horror stories though. They used to stuff people in in the dryer and turn it on and stuff like that. Throw tables at people during the cafeteria, stuff like that. Oh yeah, they they yeah they didn't do any table throwing. Did do a little bit of tray tossing, and the usual thing like like I mentioned before. I think the second night, like the first three nights, we didn't sleep. They didn't let us sleep. They were harassing mm-hmm. us constantly, not letting us sleep, checking out how we dealt with stress, continually screaming. They would take shifts and screaming. They would get a little power nap in the back while the other ones were out harassing us and mm-hmm. abusing us. And then they would they would turn over bunks and throw lockers everywhere and all the contents of the lockers everywhere. You had to go find it, trash constantly. And if it, it was any trash anywhere, you had to go pick it up. And of course, you had to have fire watch and they were checking on that. But gee, you didn't need a fire watch because they were always there. What do mm-hmm. you need a fire watch? But, but that wasn't it. They were just testing you out. And, of course, all the recruits were so wild and geared up that they couldn't think straight either, even though they were trying to and tell people what to do. And then you have all those, you know, high-speed, hard-charging idiots who are completely brainwashed with yeah. thinking that they're doing God's work while they're working, while they're a soldier in the U.S. Army. So, And you can't talk to those idiots. They can't think. Yeah. They have – so it's interesting to see how that went down, but yeah, it was the, like I said, what, what at, the things you see in the, in the, on the movies about the military, the old school screaming at you, constantly calling your names, uh, putting their hands on you, not often, but it would happen if they mm-hmm. were sick of you or something and other things. And they weren't supposed to, but please, yeah. they're not supposed to do a lot. They of didn't. It. Yeah. They didn't do like the beginning where they, they did whatever they call it. I can't remember now for the for the Marines or the Army, the Black Friday or something, where they just go in on y'all for the whole day and all night, and then the next day and all night. They didn't do that with us. Yeah, at most they woke us up at like three in the morning they one did night. The, the first three days, yeah, you you're not you're not allowed to sleep. Yeah, really. they didn't. If you we got eight hours of sleep. Like- no (laughs) after that they did one night they woke us up early and that's mostly because we had to get there early to do all of our checking in and stuff drug testing and verifying and and doing the insurance and all that you know all that stuff we had to do Well, that was done for us at intake prior to Mm -hmm. reaching our training reaching our basic training facility once we hit that that was it there was no then there's no checking anything other than your face matched your id card because you got that while you were in intake so after that, they owned you, quite mm-hmm. literally. And they acted like idiots the entire time. So yeah. as, as long as they could. And since we were a one-site facility, they treated us like recruits. Now, after the first three days, it went down a couple notches. Mm-hmm. So we, we started getting four to six hours of sleep a night, which is manageable when you're young and all that. And then after the first two weeks, it went down a couple of more notches. And, yeah. and we were getting, if you were, didn't have Firewatch and KP, you, you might be getting five to six hours of sleep, you know. So that's not too bad. Six hours. If you can get six hours, that's a good night. So, but they but gave us, um, go ahead. Other than that, it was still constant screaming. Every interaction was somebody yelling at you. Yeah. How much something. did y'all ha- how much did y'all have to march? I just remember having to constantly. March we marched all everywhere the time to everything. 
yeah. everywhere and somebody and practice drills all yes. the time everywhere everything i don't know if y'all had grass drills all these things no. are yeah it was when we had somebody who except since it was nighttime we were woken up and of course they're telling us how our barracks smelled like uh foreskin and farts <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and it was disgusting so they woke all of us up and we had to do uh, push-ups, front leaning rest position, beat in your face. That's what that was our favorite. Beat your face, beat your face. So we had to do that for a good thirty minutes, and then we had to uh, low crawl under the bunks from mm. one end of the bay. And we had really large because it was a newer facility for the army anyway. Really large barracks areas. We had an entire uh, platoon. We were one platoon, but it was the size of a, of a company. Cause it was a training thing. You know, they know people are going to drop out and they, everybody's watched very closely. So they have more people. So you're looking at, I don't know, maybe 30 to 40 yards of Bay area with bunks to mm -hmm. crawl under two sides with two rows each. So yeah. And you, you got to go under each one the whole time after mm -hmm. you've done push ups for 30 minutes, then you run in place and you know, all that stuff and the floors are slick slick because you wax them every every day every right. day we were waxing them every day and they were always slick and shiny of course they were destroyed by that Walmart. we didn't even do they they went so easy on us we dusted a lot dusted. we folded our clothes a lot no yeah they, we had to get up early uh we had a quick break between pt we woke up at 4 30 for pt mm -hmm. had to dress then come back, shower, then clean the showers, clean everything, then iron our uniforms and make sure our boots were polished if you didn't do it the night before and turn out for 0600 for chow. And then yeah. we'd line up and then they'd yell at us and they'd usually make us uh, half right face and bust out some push-ups in the meantime because why not? They made and us get up at four in the morning and then run for chow at for 5 30 so we we would do a we would do a three mile run or whatever however yeah. whatever you could run i was usually averaging around three miles around the yeah that's that's the, the that's the happy place for most military yeah. three miles although we would sometimes do five miles the longest they ever ran us was eight miles up a up a mountain mm -hmm. and along a ridge line up and down up and down eight miles came back that they had it so a lot of people they 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 really did coddle us. They had people in different flag flag colors, and they would run their own little track. So if you were this fast, you would have this flag color. Yeah, we did you would have run that. At your own pace. Because yeah, we did. No, there was no running at your own pace. Although they were broken out at your own base. between the faster runners, one group, mm -hmm. group A, you know, Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie, yeah. and a Charlie with the slow guys, and they, and those oh. guys. We're getting yelled at constantly. Yeah. I was in the medium group. Yeah. And then they had the alpha group, which were the fast guys. So yeah. the guys who ran, who could run two. And that was the people who could run two miles in under like 11 minutes. You know, the super fast. Well, my entire wing was a bunch of nerds. So most of them weren't physically capable. So it was awesome being being a, i could be a fast runner if i wanted to even though i can't run for anything and i was right. like nah i'm gonna be in the middle because i don't even feel like pushing myself to run honestly <laughs> like I, I hate running so i was like nah i'm gonna be in the middle and they they knew though so they would get on me a lot because they're like why aren't you running faster beach you know stuff like that 
Oh yeah, they do that. Sometimes I'd want to take a break and I'd go with the slow guys because I didn't care. Now yeah. when I did, they always gave me the flag, so I had to run up and do cross guard and hold the flag. You know, so you're running t- twice as much as the average guy. Yeah. But I didn't care. It was just mm-hmm. something to do. So I would run with them. Yeah, they didn't do that much with us. They didn't do where you just ran and some guy would catch up and go to the front and then y'all would trade out. They oh, didn't no. do any of that with us. Yeah, but well, no, whenever I went, it made me run everything if I was going to go. Because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, but I would end up running more than if I went with the medium guys because you just stay in the formation and run. Right. So, okay, yeah. And so what was the worst they uh... – because I got selected for the worst was they selected me for KP duty three three days in a row. Yeah, did the and same thing. My feet and yes, yeah, same thing. Feet swole up in there. Almost. Yeah, I had, I had, almost to, go had to, to go. Actually. I said, yeah, same. And I said, don't do that to me again. It's, yeah. it's abuse. If you do that to me again, I don't care if you like me or not. I don't know if we had a problem. I don't care if you do that to me again. I'm going to report you. Yeah. Well, he was he was angry with me. But he didn't do it again. In fact, I didn't get KP for like two weeks. So I had that done to me, and my feet were swollen up. I had to go to, had to, go to yep. the hospital. They had All to do people have a hard me. time with that. You don't understand. Yeah. You have a lot of weight on your feet and a lot mm-hmm. of that fluid moving. It's just it's going to be different for you. You're going to have circulation issues if you're – because you're on your feet on concrete in boots yeah. Yeah. for 18 hours. Yeah. Three days hours. in a row mm-hmm. and running and doing exercises. Yeah, you're yeah, – you're, you're never not on your feet the entire time for mm-hmm. three days in a row. And I, 18 and the, hours is low. And I was probably on my feet for 20, 22 hours for the first, yeah. first. So he had, he was sitting, I was on the bed and I had to keep my feet elevated to try to get that blood flow mm-hmm. draining it. And he was like acting like he cared at that point. He was like, Oh, and I was like, get away from me. And yeah. that dude did not like me from then on. Yeah. Cause he, he knew me. you wouldn't going to believe his BS. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you don't believe people's BS, people hate you. That's yeah. why a lot of people don't like me. I do not. <laughs> I'm serious. I do not give people any slack when it comes to if you treat me badly, I'm not going to let you w- wash it away. I'm mm-hmm. going to make you own. Now, if you apologize to me and you realize you made a mistake and you didn't mean it to be whatever it turned out to be, and I think you're genuine, I will let it go. It's fine. But if you're doing it just because now you're worried about getting in trouble from somebody exactly. else and not me, nah. I'm not yeah. letting it go. I know who you are. You know who you are. And I'm not letting it slide. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to do anything back to you. But we all know who each other are here. So get yeah. the hell away from me. And if you keep right. it up, things may go very wrong for you very quickly. Yeah, that guy from then on was really only – he would only do the the bare minimum interaction with me. And at the end, when That's we were leaving he basic, he's like – you know, I hate you. Right. I'm like, that's fine. I hate you too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he told me exactly. he that. And he said that in front of everybody, like I should care. I'm like, dude, I, I, as soon as you did that to me and you acted like you didn't know what was going to happen, like, what do you think is going to happen in that situation? Yeah, he, he thought you were being disrespectful because he made the right proper noises, but that's an excuse. He didn't like you already. And yeah. that was just a reason. And yeah. the fact that you wouldn't allow him to get out of it, is what made him angry you saw yeah. right through him he was all he, he was already angry at me because i laughed at all this i laughed at anybody said i break baron constantly he would ream me in for that every time and i would just laugh more because right. then he would threaten me with physical violence like he could do anything to me and i'm like why right. are you why, well, are, we, why are we playing but he probably game? wasn't right like right. okay touch me then you and know? not to like, mention a lot of them think that they know like one we had one drill sergeant who did not particularly like me because mm-hmm. he could see that i'll i just I was there doing my time, trying to do my thing, stay low, but I'm not a small person and you kind of stand out and I just, yeah. whatever I would do it, not do it, didn't care, doing my thing. 
and I kept, and that's one of the drill sergeants say, you keep bearing very well. I would not let it get to me. Mm -hmm. And he decided he was going to do it and he'd scream at me and he could see he did one thing in my face and I could feel his spittle hit my face. And I don't know if you remember this. I have a real personal issue with spit. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and when he did that and he saw when he spit me, I said, I looking straight forward at standard attention. I looked at him for about a second and a half and he could see if it were not for the fact that we were both in the army, he probably would not be there anymore. And yeah. when he saw that, it enraged him. He lost his mind. So we went out a week later to have pupil stick training. Well, they didn't know, because I didn't tell anybody, because it didn't matter to me. They didn't know. I'd been training in martial arts a very long time, and I was pretty good with the staff. So mm -hmm. when we had pupil stick training, I went through the first six people like a hot knife through butter, and he decided mm -hmm. he was going to teach me a lesson. And I beat his ass badly. <laughs> And he became more enraged. And that's when they decided no drill sergeant was going to do anymore. In fact, he got in trouble from the first sergeant because they don't want to see drill sergeants as being, you know, mortal, right. you know, when they're doing it. They're supposed to be lesser gods to recruit. Yeah, they so don't you're want not to actually see. supposed to fight them because right, right, right. And he did badly. He right. thought he could do it because he wasn't a, he wasn't a small guy either, but he mm -hmm. wasn't what he thought he was. Right. And it was just I just knew more than him, a lot more yeah. than him. And so then they, he got out and they had two on one. I beat them. Then they had three on one and I beat them, mm -hmm. but barely, I got, they got some licks in pretty good licks in. So, but I was just so worn out. I was almost puking because I was so tired after all that stuff. And they yeah. put it back and a lot of people, man, I had no idea. Like, eh, I don't say anything. That's what it is. So after that, people kind of left me alone, Yeah. but it was, uh, it was interesting. And I know people, oh, that didn't happen. It definitely happened. I don't care if you believe it or not. It, it was what it was. People are people. Right. And it, it, like I said, it was interesting. But the entire time, like I said, people were screaming at us. Always, always calling us names, cursing at us. Not constantly cursing, but constantly screaming, constantly calling names, constant threats. Some mostly low key, but sometimes not. Uh, <laughs> I can't even, it's been so long. I, it, I haven't been in you know, for a very long time, 30 years. Yeah. So I don't, I don't remember that, you know? Um, but so hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter, but it was certainly more harsh than you. Like I can remember having to go through low call, low crawl training on the obstacle course. Yeah. And they made us, you know, shove our entire bodies in the, in the mud puddle and you were submerged so you had to come up to get air and put your head back down and if people didn't if they try to keep <laughs> yeah if they try to keep their head up above the water in the mud they would step on your helmet with your head in it but they didn't mm. touch you that was the thing we didn't touch him we didn't touch they would step on your head to make you oh, okay yeah shove your head in the water so you would get fully submerged and go underneath the concertina wire that, that had set up in that area to, to low crawl properly so they would they would definitely do things like that yeah they they've had they had black flag on us they had if lightning proximity I don't, stuff i don't know what black flag is so black flag red flag is the weather is how hot it is oh outside. yeah i remember now that would be uh certain but they would do that for us for heat when we were in yeah, the summer that's, that's what it was is and the that, yeah it would and they would allow us to roll our collar roll our cuffs up to a certain degree no. if it was a certain time yeah that was yeah, red flag they allowed that if it was red flag but if it was black flag, you went inside and we folded our towels and clothes again. No, that's what we did for black we flag. We, we still had to come and stuff. 
I remember that we still had to complete the mission. It's been so long. It only happened a couple times. So it's been so yeah. long for black flag. We were allowed to take off our tunics, but we mm -hmm. still had to complete the mission. Yeah. Well, I did Outside it in the middle of summer in San Antonio, Texas. So black flag happened quite often. Yeah. You know, it right. gets up to that heat level real quick. Well, we were in Northern Alabama mm -hmm. and it was August, you know, in training, we were doing gotcha. our, our uh, bivouac training and, you know, I, I remember that and they let us take off. But that was after having to dig a foxhole, you know, for me, that was essentially five and a half feet deep yeah. with a shovel. You know, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Because I was a 60 forever. gunner, of course, because, you know, being being the bigger guy, you're going to be the 60 gunner because you can carry that stuff. Around. Of course. Yeah. yeah, they they really didn't do too much to us the mo yeah again the most was we got in trouble for it was contraband people would steal we would get oh yeah protein bars after a chow and they would everybody get one and then people started why is there why is this you know why is this person not getting any somebody must have took another one so they'd start raiding everybody's lockers and start throwing everything out and find somebody had contraband and they'd yeah, all no, punish they all of us for that usual thing you wake up to trash cans metal tra yeah. galvanized trash cans being thrown down the aisles and barracks people be beds being tipped over once with a guy in it because he didn't get out fast enough so they just turned the bed over on his bunk his dual bunk he was in the upper bunk they just pushed it over with him in it mm -hmm. and nobody thought anything of it just that's what you get yeah the biggest thing they i since essentially they were trying to instill was discipline the whole time mm -hmm. was, yeah that's what it is yeah. how you deal with stress they're watching you how you respond to stress Make sure you're disciplined, that you still do what you need to do, even though you're freaking out, you're tired, you're sleepy, yeah. you're stressed out, you're sick, you're because we did get sick from all the shots they gave us all at once. Yeah. And and then they just want to know that you can deal with it. Because wartime, it can be bad. Mm -hmm. I remember they sent us over for our live fire training where you get shot at over well over your head like you're yeah. and you have to crawl we got woke we were awakened at two in the morning we had mm -hmm. just gone to sleep essentially two in the morning had to put on full gear pack everything thrown on a bus taken to a live fire range and we had to crawl across that range high crawl across that range at night with m60s and m60s that's good you always want people to do that when they're delirious from lack of sleep right that's always and, the best and they way tell you all you have to do is stay down crawl stay on your belly stay on your legs high crawl and go along the path it's going to be clear right don't stand up whatever you do because you'll get shot right going across it's about it's a good four feet ahead a higher than you are but they want to get you used to Fire the noise the, mm -hmm. the sound the smell the whole bit the shake and, and to me i was just like yeah, okay <laughs> it was yeah. it was no big deal Sarge, got any uh, earplugs for this? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, just no, running not here? To wear earplugs. <laughs> it was very, very loud. Yeah, incredibly loud. No, the the worst we had with that was them waking up us early in the morning because we had MTIs, which is they don't call them MTIs in Army, but MTIs in Air Force and military training instructor. They would come in as yeah, drill sergeant for us. Yeah, they would come in and inspect our lockers to see if they had, because you were supposed to have your uniform laid out a certain way. In oh, your yeah, locker, we had inspections all, all the time, anytime. And if, and if yeah. it wasn't as it at his regulation, they would just dump the whole thing on the floor. Yeah, yep. they would yeah, everybody get up locker. and they turned over the whole area and yep. everybody had to pick up all their stuff because yep. somebody didn't get their stuff right. One time 
we were out doing PT, went back, and they had piled all the lockers yep. and all the beds into one giant pile in the barracks. And they we didn't had to do sort the excess of that, but yeah. They, oh, they yeah. Did it, stuff it, like was, that. it was pretty bad. And it took mm-hmm. a long time. I mean, we still had to get dressed, sorted for chow, and ready at the same time. There was no slack. For, they didn't care. That's your problem. Yeah. And we had to sort that out. And of course, the biggest thing is like, look, don't look for your stuff. Whatever you find, give it to the guy. That's the quickest way. And mm-hmm. I, I think I can, me and another guy, I wasn't the only guy come up with, hey, look, don't try to just find your stuff. You'll never find it. Just grab something and give it to, because you put your name on it you with a marks a lot. So just give it to the guy. That's the fastest way. And thankfully that caught on. Otherwise right. we would have never, we would have never made it and straightening everything out. Yeah. They, we essentially were able to work after a while, people got comfortable enough to each other. People got good at certain things. So people would do their own part in cleaning up the right, place faster. Right. Everybody and has essentially their... what they wanted people to get good at was know your strengths and play yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Usual stuff, teamwork, learning yeah. your, your place and all that. Yeah. My thing, I was really good at making trash cans shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I was really good at folding towels. Who, so that's who, what I did. who knew? You know, right. I could. I could iron okay. I could shine a boot fairly well. Yeah. They wanted and the towels people, perfectly square. So that's right. And I was going to that. Yeah. They had people. No, we had to, we were responsible for our own gear, our own towels and all that had to be folded mm-hmm. in your stuff. But yes, we, you know, as far as taking care of the common areas, which was everywhere except your personal locker, you know, yeah. everybody had their role. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I was good at making trash cans shiny. So yeah, there you are. that's what I did. And later on, we were issued weapons. We you know everybody, we had to do that. Yeah, but they I, gave us. I've been cleaning none weapons. Of them were loaded. Right. I've been cleaning weapons forever, so that was nothing to me. They, mm-hmm. they thought I was a genius, but it was just no. This this is nothing new to me. So those rifles were so old when they gave them to us. They didn't even have rifling anymore in those barrels. It was it's disgusting. like smooth bore. Oh yeah, it was like what is what am I looking at here? And then you yeah. have to pass. Like we had to pass. Yeah. You know, yeah, we had to shoot. Tests. We had to shoot with those, and I'm like, and I, m- me, I was just so flabbergasted at how inaccurate it was. I was like, am I? Can I? Like, what are we doing yeah. here? Like, because right. I know point? how to shoot a gun, you know, and I'm seeing this. I'm aiming. I don't know how to aim true. This game, this this bullet's not going where I'm aiming. That's the problem. Right. right. And the farther out, the worse because yeah. it starts to stray. Yeah. Yeah, they had it to where the target was the same spot, what, but it what was got smaller and smaller me targets. was when you said they had yellow cards that you would show if you were stressed out and they would leave you alone for a while. That they, blows my mind. They didn't, I never saw anybody. They didn't give us yellow cards. Okay. And I never saw anybody in my wing do it, but I know they had them at if, the time. If you because, were stressed out when I was in, they would dogpile yeah. you. Yeah. They had the to stress I, you out more. And you telling me that they were forced to back off. That just blows my mind. Yeah. But, the, I, I saw one time somebody used it and it was in the women's wing. Some girl was getting yelled at about something and she used it. And we were all just like, somebody actually used that. That's crazy. Yeah. But whatever. So what are we talking <laughs> about next week? Uh, we're talking about Hunter Biden and all the yes. stuff that comes around that. Yeah. What's going on with him? Or what, what's he up to? Or what was he up um, to? Right now he's keeping a low profile and trying to avoid talking to the FBI and Justice Department and other people. Yeah, well, a lot of more emails around his laptop got exposed. Yeah, and so. we waited because we knew that this guy, you know, they they just the media doesn't seem like it wants to give any information anywhere. You have to get yeah. it from everywhere. So, but that's what we're going to talk about. We want to thank you for listening and please subscribe. I'm Boomer X. I'm Millennial Z.